Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now, here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakeswoods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, and now available at Podcast One. Welcome back uh, this week. Uh, Chris Foley with us. Got a full show uh, today. Should be a lot of fun. And, uh, Chris, we've got uh, some good guests. Dave Sedlowski from Rutgers will join us. Uh, Dave Torbison, uh, the general manager and director of golf at Mankato Golf Club. And uh, you guys will talk about the Brainerd Area Kids Golf of Palooza coming up on Sunday, May 19th. And then Simon Holt from Connoisseur Golf, uh, St. Andrews. You and your St. Andrews connection, which I love, <laughs> which I love, by the way. Uh, that's pretty. He sets up golf trips around the world, but really, of course, a lot of people want to go to St. Andrews. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the real reason we're having uh, Simon on is he just completed playing the top 100 golf courses in the world last weekend, which is, yeah. there's only been 45, he's number 45 uh, guys that have been documented to play the top 100. So it's uh, it's an impressive list, and he went on quite a journey. Yeah, yeah started in 2006. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Uh, we want to talk about this week, of course, and how fast the golf season's going. Just had a, a great win, uh, a guy you're familiar with and uh, a follow on social media. Max Homa out of the University of California gets a win, one, was really one of the players in that group of Spieth and Thomas, young players who were really going to take over the game, played with them in college, uh, with them and against them, beat them on numerous occasions, and then his game kind of went away while those uh, three or four other players kind of rocketed up. But what a nice win. Oh, it was a great win against a great field, a uh, great leaderboard. And, yeah, it, it's it's a perfect case where we've talked a lot about on on the show about you know the number one trait of champions is you have to have great emotional resilience and i'll tell you max homa has had some incredible emotional resilience i mean he he was an ncaa champion uh, one or two time walker cup player had a great amateur career came out in uh professional golf it has not had a lot of success and even though he's he's had his tour card several times uh last year for instance he he uh played in 17 events missed 15 cuts made $18,000 for the year wow. on the PGA tour i uh i just read something this morning only one of uh, he's the only player uh or only one of five players uh to play more than 15 15 events on the PJ Tour and make under $20,000, <laughs> which uh, n- not a stat you want to be a part no, of. No, I don't but, really want to be involved with that one. Yeah. But he, he played some just some great golf over the weekend and um, had some great interviews following the event. But, uh, you know, I think the stat that sticks out with Homie, plus nine shots and strokes gained putting on Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah, so nine shots better than the field for the tournament in putting. Tells a big story right there. That he's paired with Duffner on Sunday. 
a guy who didn't gain nine shots on the field in putting is <laughs> no, Duffner. Boy, he, is he struggling with the putter? Yeah, he's really struggled with the putter, and uh, he was uh, he was actually at zero, so he was on the tour average strokes gained putting. But he just uh, poor guy's one of the best ball strikers on tour. He uh, uh, I think he hit fourteen of eighteen greens on Sunday, and you know shoots seventy three. So tough day for Duffner, but a lot of good players on that leaderboard in a rain delayed event. Unfortunately, didn't get to see a lot of it because of the rain, but uh, Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, Ricky Fowler, all up there. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's what made, uh, I think, Homa's performance even more impressive is he was kind of in control, about a three-shot lead most of the day, and uh, you never really saw him. uh, The pressure of golf, of course, is huge. He's going to win a million dollars, for instance, after winning less than 20000 last year. But, uh, yeah, maybe down on 18. He's walking up. It was nice, really. You could see the emotion in his face, and he knew at that point he's on the green in two, and he knows he's going to win. And then you could see, kind of, wow, yeah, all the work has paid off. Yeah, that was it. Was it was very cool. It was it was interesting. He uh, he's a player who does not like to look at scoreboards. And uh, he and his caddy kind of made a commitment that he, he was not going to follow the scoreboards on Sunday. Uh, well, they, they said the first time he uh, he wasn't going to look at a scoreboard until 14 because there was a big scoreboard there. So he played and, and he um, he actually had, he had a three shot lead on 14. And that's when the, the weather delay was. He um, so he had to look at the scoreboard or he going teeing off on 14. He didn't know where he stand. He asked his caddy where he was at. That, and uh, he figured he was tied for the leader one shot. His case, he was three up. And then, then there was the weather delay, and he he, he said it, the weather delay was about as miserable as he's ever been, having to sit that out and wait, <laughs> wait, and then come out. And he said he was never been more nervous teeing off on fifteen. And he he figured if he could play fifteen through eighteen and one one over par, he would win. And he ended up he he parred fifteen, bogeyed sixteen, and then uh, made par. Uh, par on 17, birdies 18. So Yeah, boy, he was uh, – that was impressive. So Max Homa gets his first tour win and uh, really a breakthrough. I just had a little ping on my phone while we were talking that uh, Tiger was spotted at uh, Beth Page number three. So the PGA is only two weeks away. It's uh, Byron Nelson this week. Yes. And then uh, PGA Championship, which seems so strange for guys who are familiar with the uh, major rotation PGA falling late in the year, but uh, it's going to be good for the game, I think, especially long term, but this first year, I think, boy, that came up quick. Didn't we just play the didn't we just play the Masters? Yeah, when you're when you're used to the ebb and flow of the PGA Tour and kind of how the schedule sits every year, it's it's, it's such a change and it feels like it's kind of snuck up on us. The, the PGA at Beth Page, it's, it's such a, a great and challenging golf course and uh, it's going to be a great wake for golf uh, in New York in two weeks and we've got a great field at the at the Byron Nelson this week for uh, at a second year of uh, having a new golf course Trinity Forest which is a uh, a neat Ben Crenshaw Bill Core uh, design golf course very linksy uh, very unlike any other golf course they play on the PGA Tour so a couple great weeks of golf coming up yeah it should be great and. Uh uh, I think uh, as far as we think we talked about a little before, but with the season bunch like this, at least for the majors, you know, Tiger's a great example in particular. If he's still hot, because it's such a long season before from the Masters to the PGA, the guy who's hot at the Masters usually isn't doesn't keep it going the whole year. Right. It's almost impossible. 
But now you can get uh, pretty dialed in, probably uh, manage at least a couple majors where you're really in the zone. Well, you know, the, the players tend to get on hot runs, and uh, most players make a large percentage of their earnings for for the year in a you know four to six week period. And so, if if you hit the right you know, four to five weeks, and you, you get to play in two to three majors uh, during that time period, you, you could go on a real run and make a pretty big impact. Chris, I want you to clench your fist here. Some buddies of mine will occasionally shake our fists in anger, and but we're shaking it at the weather. <laughs> this is it. We're not going to put it up with it anymore. Well, I don't think we should participate in the bad weather anymore. <laughs> we're just going let it, to let it slide. All right, great segments uh, coming up. As we said, Simon Holt from uh, St. Andrews, Dave Sedlowski on the way as well, and Dave Torbenson will talk about golf of Palooza. So full show. Enjoy it. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ. The Fan. Want to welcome to the show uh, from the home of golf, St. Andrews, Scotland, one of my favorite cities in the world, one of the really good guys in golf, Simon Holt. Welcome to the show, Simon. Well, thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, exciting to be talking to you today. Absolutely. I, I wanted to have you on the show. You're you're the envy of every passionate golfer in the world. I think. You just completed playing the top 100 golf courses in the uh, world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure my wife would be too happy with that either. <laughs> she's definitely not envious, but there we go. <laughs> you know, I, I, I haven't had the good fortune to meet your wife, but she's obviously a saint. Yeah, um, she's certainly, uh, patience is one of her virtues, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you, you, you uh, work for a company called Connoisseur Golf, which is, in my opinion, the best travel company in, in Scotland if you want to take a Scottish or a uh, Irish golf holiday, and uh, you set off on this journey to play the top 100 golf courses in the world. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, uh, again, thank you for the kind words about Connoisseur, and, which is a lot of fun and has enabled me to sort of acquire some contacts that have very kindly sort of helped me along the way with a quest. But, um, yeah, in short, a few years ago, um, someone from Golf Magazine, one of the panelists, asked me would I be interested in sort of late 2015 about going on the rating panel. And they said to me, hey, you know, you'd be good for this, um, you know, but you have to have played 50 of the current World Top 100 golf courses. And I've been really, really fortunate to play a couple of the big name-droppy places like Augusta and Cypress and Pine Valley. And maybe in my own mind, I thought it was a little further along than I was, but I was actually, uh, you know, at 35. So I kind of politely went back to this uh, this person, a great guy, Quentin Lutz from the Outpost Club, um, and I said, "Look, I'm I'm kind of uh, jumped the gun here. I've not done as many as I'd like, so I'll politely decline, and you know we'll readdress it in a couple of years." Um, so that was kind of the start of it because stubborn old me sort of went, "Okay, well that's annoyed me. I thought I'd done more. I'm going to set out to do this now, and I wanted to do it without being a rater." And kind of with warm invites everywhere from from friends I'd made over the years through golf or connections through friends. So yeah, that's how it started, and then it finished this past Friday in Montfontaine, and just outside Paris, which is this wonderful Tom Simpson design, and it was great. And one of my really good friends, and the great thing about golf, you know, I'm in my late thirties, and. One of my friends is in his early 70s. He flew down to play with me. Another one of my friends flew from the U.S. who's in his early 50s. And we had a great, great day. And 
needless to say, a great night out in Paris as well. So it was oh, good fun. I, I bet. And, and you know, how, how did, once you completed that, I, I remember talking to you a couple of years ago when you were over in the States and, you know, kind of on the, this quest. And how did it feel to complete it? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, it, it was kind of an empty feeling. Like, teeing off on the first tee on on Friday in France, I was really, really excited. And I just had this smile from ear to ear, like I do most times that I'm playing golf, but even more so that day. And it was just this sense of, I don't know, like it was a sense of achievement that I, I finally done it and all the crazy traveling was, was sort of over. And as the round went on, I just floated into having a great round of golf with good friends. Uh, I ran an incredible golf course. And then at the end of it, I, you know, we had good fun. We had a great lunch. They have the original nine-hole course there at Muffontaine called the Valier, uh, which we went out and played too, which was great. And then I got home to Scotland on Saturday. It kind of felt a bit empty, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I just didn't really – I'd not really thought about finishing. It didn't really seem real. Um, and now it seems real, which is which is great. So to be able to be at home and uh, focus on spending lots more time with my family and playing my home course in North Berwick, um, it's going to be – you know, a great summer ahead. I bet. So there have been very few people who have actually played the top one and heard, even though I think many people that have that as a goal. How many people have played? Do you know Do you know that number? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was fortunate to be contacted by a club, a society, like the Global Golf um, Centurions Club, <coughs> excuse me, which is a group of guys that have finished the list. And they, you know, just in a fun way, kind of vet each other, <laughs> you know, make make sure that no one's trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Um, so I'm in touch with those guys now, which is great. So they told me a little bit more about it. And I think 45 people, I thought it was 44, but I think one uh, person wants to remain anonymous. So there's, there's 44 <laughs> listed, but actually 45 that have done the list. So I'll be 45 or 46, depending on which way you look at it. Wow, that's Adam. fantastic. But, uh, which is amazing, but and also which really surprised me. I think I'm the, well, I know I'm the first person from the UK as far as they're concerned, which really did surprise me, but um, that's a fun fact as well. Yeah. And how many countries did it cover, the, the top 100 that you played? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't have a number right off the top of my head, but... Just quickly, I can reel some off. You know, Canada, obviously, America, it's a U.S. publication, Golf Magazine, so it's very U.S.-centric, yes. um, and all the golf courses there are great. Um, there's a couple in Mexico, Dominican Republic, Casa Campo there, um, obviously, Scotland, Ireland, England, Royal Portugal and Wales, Mofontaine in France, Valderrama, Spain, Thomas Jeans, Portugal, um, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, China, and Japan. Wow. Probably just about covers it. So a lot of places to go to. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Look, look, you know, I, I always say to people, there is no bad golf, that just some is better than others. Yeah. And let, let's, let's talk about some of the, some of the best of the golf. You know, what, um, what, what was your, you know, give us your top five experiences as far as the golf courses go. Okay. Um, as far as the golf courses, that's a great question. Um, I'll be a bit of a kind of hometown boy here and say, you know, it's hard to look past a place like Muirfield yes. for both the golf course and the, the day out at Muirfield. It's, uh, to me, like, the greatest experience in golf and playing foursomes golf, alternate shot, as you guys call it, yes. uh, it is really super special. Um, outside of that, you know, rural county down, I, I love, like a lot of people do, and Port Rush where the Open is this year. 
then further afield, um, you know, it would be easy for me to name the, the name droppy places in the US. Yeah. You know, Cyprus is great. Augusta is great. Pine Valley is great. National Golfings is great. But uh, <clears throat> one of the new kids on the block, so to speak, uh, Tara Eti down in New Zealand, uh, Tom Doke uh, Design, and uh, all these things are subjective. But for me to have, you know, a walk when you see in the water right there on the sea, um, incredible views, really interesting golf holes, lots of different variation. You're having to think about the wind. Uh, conditions are great. Uh, that's That place is super special if you get the chance to go to New Zealand. It looks incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I always think so much so much of the, the experience of, of a golf course, especially destination golf, is everything else that's around it. Um, yeah. How, how, how about the, what, what's the best entrance in the golf? What's your the favorite? best entrance? That's a good question. Um, someone actually asked me that on Facebook the other day, and I, it was quite an easy one for me to answer, which I think Sand Hills um, in Nebraska um, was the one that came out for me. A lot of people thought maybe Magnolia Lane um, or maybe 70 Mile Drive, if you can, as a drive into Cypress. Yeah. But Sand Hills to me is the anticipation of driving in there and the road must be at least a couple of miles long from the entrance. Yes. Um, and it was first thing in the morning and all the shadows were casting and, you know, there happened to be like a cool track that came on the local radio station as you're driving in and that I, w- I was with a buddy and then we were kind of looking at each other and we're just like, wow, this is <laughs> incredible. It really is special. Yes. How about, how about, uh, the best locker room? Best locker room. <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of shout-outs here. Um, I mean, Seminole, in terms of top 100 clubs, uh, Seminole is really special. Um, they won't mind me mentioning their names, but I had a great day at Seminole. I was hosted by Spider Miller, this two-time uh, Walker Cup captain, multiple-time Walker Cup player. He's played at Augusta and um, in the Masters and things. And to play with him, uh, Trip Keeney was in our group, and we were hanging out with like Vinnie Giles and Buddy Mariucci in the locker room afterwards. That was, for me as a golf nerd, as cool as it gets. To, 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 uh, to see all the names on the boards in the locker room is incredible. It's like a history of golf uh, right before your eyes in that locker room, isn't it? Yeah, it is incredible. And you look at the member pro board and, you know, all the biggest names in golf are going to clamber over each other to try and get the invites are going to play. And it's really, really special. But, um, you know, there's loads of great places. I mean, for me, that, that was a kick maybe because I come from the UK. And for a US guy, if you're in the UK, maybe wandering around, um, you know, Royal County Down or Royal Troon or somewhere like that would be really special as well. And obviously, if you're fortunate enough to go into the RNA, um, that is seriously hard to beat. Yes. How, how about uh, the best lunch? <laughs> the best lunch. Again, I'm going to say Muirfield. You can tell I grew up in East Lothian, but Muirfield atmosphere for lunch, I think, is amazing. The big, long tables, and you're sat down in your fours, but then immediately next to you on the same table, like four guys that will have also played the golf course today that maybe you don't know at all. So, uh, you know, you spend more time talking to them than you do your own four, which is great. Um, but Royal St. George's, the food there is fantastic and it still has that old school sort of jacket and tie vibe that I really like. Um, you know, and then there's countless state places in America that do incredible food. Um, obviously Japan where you stop for lunch after nine holes is a really interesting experience. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not used to eating lunch at 10.30 in the morning, <laughs> but uh, 
because you, you are sort of like having a full stop after nine. Uh, but that was a cool experience because it was so different. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with Mirfield. I've played it, gosh, half a dozen times now, and it's it's my favorite experience in golf by far. And that uh, that lunch in between rounds is so cool sitting sitting there. And it's just it's kind of a melting pot of people from around the world, all passionate about the game. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's a fantastic and special place. So, Simon, what? Ne- so you've completed the top 100 now. What, what what's next on your list? You, I you know I don't, I don't know. I kind of joke with my wife about learning to fly small planes, and she gave me the look, which meant that I retreated pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but like, I really mean it not to sound, sound corny and who knows if my wife will ever listen to this, but just to stay at home now and, you know, focus on the business, which is going really well, focus on family before that. And I've got two young girls, so to spend more time at home with them. Um, I'm really lucky to have grown up at North Berwick, uh, which has, you know, a, a world top 50 golf course down yeah. there. So I plan to use it a lot more this summer, host a lot of friends. Um, so yeah, just, take it all in for a while i think before i no doubt get the itch to go traveling again yeah tell us a little about about connoisseur golf i said earlier that you guys are the best you know travel company for golf holidays in scotland and in the uk and for that matter all over the world but but tell us about about connoisseur travel sure um well connoisseur was started up by my business partner jim stewart uh, we were both at university at St. Andrew with each other, and he started, we graduated in 05, he started in 06, and to fast forward, you know, did a great job of getting the business started right there in St. Andrews, where he still lives, I live in Edinburgh, about an hour away, um, and we joined forces in 2015 when I'd been referring Jim uh, business, just being a friend and nothing commercial, and it turned out I was referring a little more than I'd realized, and he was very honest about that and came and said, look, stop what you're doing and come and do this. Um, and I looked at the books and everything looked great. And we've done, we've been a really great team. We balance each other out well. Um, so the business has quadrupled in size in the last three or four years now, which is great. Um, but we look after clients, predominantly American clients, maybe 95% of our clients are US based. Um, and we do trips like high end trips tend to be our, our bread and butter. So five star hotels, nice vehicles, all the best courses. Uh, the odd helicopter transfer. But, you know, we also do trips for guys that are maybe just below that bracket as well. Um, but we specialize in tee times on the old course where we're an authorized provider. Um, we do, you know, that obviously means we base trips in St. Andrews, but all the other great parts of Scotland too. Um, you know, up the north near Dornoch and uh, Aberdeen and over in Troon and Turnbury and Preswick, um, Northern Ireland. The Southwest Swing in Ireland with Ballybunion and Lahinch and Tralee and all those great courses. And then also the odd request for England. Um, and then in the winter time, we've now started to do trips to Australia and New Zealand. Um, that was sort of driven by my travels down there and seeing how great the golf is. Um, and pulling their punches business-wise in the winter. We spend a lot of time setting up trips, but we're not really servicing any. So we have the time to do that in the winter. Sure. So that's worked really well too. Sure. Yeah, that's... That's the, the, the one place in the world that I haven't been able to play yet and is on my near bucket list, I, I hope. So, it's, I mean, you know, I always tell people if you, if you go over, if you go to Scotland and only play the British Open Road, of course, those are the ones that, you know, everybody talks about. You're making a big mistake. And what, yeah. you know, if you, it, what, what are some of your favorites that are, you know, maybe ones that people haven't heard of or the non, 
British Open Rota courses? Um, I think, you know, the, the way for people to find those, there's lots of great resources now at the internet. In years gone by, you'd sort of trust the magazines um, and, and just word of mouth. But now you can find these, and I urge people to do that. Um, the ones around St. Andrews, outside of the ones that everyone everyone will have heard of, you know, the, the new course or Carnish mm-hmm. deal, King's Barnes. But go and visit a Panmure, go and visit an Ely, go and visit Crail, the Balcomi course there, which is like 5,500 yards long, a bunch of par threes. And, um, you know, before we came on, we were talking about the No Laying Up guys, yes. and they've got some great online content with all these quirky courses that they went to, including places like Cullen um, up in Aberdeenshire near Cruden Bay. Um, you know, Brora, which has got the, the electric fences around the greens, which is just there to keep all the sheep off, <laughs> which is, which is crazy. That's just north of Dornick. So that there's so, so many. And, you know, everyone that comes on trips is, is going to want what I call the cigar story. They're going to want to go to the old course, um, or Troon or somewhere like that. But to fill out a trip, a bulk out a trip with these other courses that offer excellent value is to be encouraged and everyone should do it because that's almost the real real scottish golf i would agree yeah well that's great stuff well one, one final question if, if there was one golf course that you had to play for the rest of your life what what would that be uh, without question north track like my home course without question um so but if i can take that out of it um it, it probably is Tarahiti in New Zealand. Just, I love the whole vibe of the club. It's really relaxed. The food's great. Uh, the views are incredible. Um, the weather's fantastic. But first and foremost, the golf course is just a genius Tom Dote design. Um, it's kept in great condition. Um, uh, and that would probably be the place. And it's walking as well. I'm a big yeah. uh, walking golfer. And I don't want to be sat in a cart. And they pr- promote caddies and, and all the good stuff. So that would be my place. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, that's Simon. It's, that's great stuff. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, and sharing your experience over the past couple of years of chasing that top 100. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Chris, and we look forward to seeing you in Scotland soon. Thanks very much, Simon. That was Simon Holt from Connoisseur Golf, and uh, recent recently completed the top playing the top 100 golf courses in the world. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380-KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380-KLIZ, streaming at KLIZ.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, uh, Chris Foley with me. And, of course, uh, Dave Sedlowski from uh, Rutgers is here. Dave, uh, welcome. Glad to have you back, sir. Great, guys. Thank you so much for having me again this year. You and Chris were just uh, talking about how beautiful the weather's been before we got on the phone here, and uh, uh, just a pleasure for the uh, you guys in the golf industry this nice, cool, wet spring. It is. You know, it's been <laughs> frustrating once again. <laughs> but optimism prevails, and we'll get there at some point, right? That's right. We get fishing opener this weekend, and uh, once we get past that, we are going to be free and clear. It's going to be a perfect summer. <laughs> Good to go. I like how you think. There you go. We'll take it. Uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about Rutgers Open for Business. Uh, last summer, that fun event uh, renamed the course uh, in honor of Jack Rutger, of course. It's Jack's 18. You've got the Alec 9, and everything's up and running, right, Dave? It is, absolutely. And I, I've 
planning on talking about this, and I hope he doesn't get mad, but Jack Rutger came in the other day looking for a new cap. And this year I was, uh, I had more of our uh, new logos uh, put on, on merchandise and things like that, and Jack will not wear a cap with his name on the front. <laughs> 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 if it's on the side panel, that's okay. But he's too humble to have his name on the front. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you know, been a great change. And, uh, again, just an honor to be involved. Anything with uh, with the Rutger family is awesome, and Jack's so deserving. That that story doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, He's yeah. such a uh, <laughs> such a humble gentleman. You, he uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So uh, I had to force him into a few other caps he didn't necessarily like, but, but I'll do it. <laughs> you'll have to get one with just a, a sidebar. You know, have That's to right. have one made. <laughs> That's right. Dave, how did the uh, the uh, Jacks in particular winter the uh, weather pretty well? You know, it came through great. Again, we've continue to be lucky, I guess, or maybe just good planners in the fall, but um, and the weather helps us out with, without too many rain events up here, and, and uh, Noah Greens came out just perfect, um, and they were ready to go. Nice. Got some good snow cover before the freeze, really, and that, that's always helpful, I know, for you guys. Right. Absolutely. Tell us anything new that's happening at the course. I know I want to talk about the locals card, uh, yeah. just because it's such a good deal, Dave. Wow. It is, and it, it's really, you know, anything you, you start new tends, you know, takes a few years for it to catch on, and uh, this really is a no-brainer. It's uh, The card itself is just $20. It gets you discounted rates through the entire season, uh, with the exception of weekend mornings for obvious reasons, and um, after you play four rounds, either four nine-hole rounds or four 18-hole rounds, we'll give you a free one with the card as well, so wow. just a nine-hole round with the card pays for the card, um, and just paying a couple of uh, discounted 18-hole green fees will pay for the card as well. So it uh, also gets you a 10% discount in Vigs. Uh, you're going to stop in for dinner afterwards or lunch. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really, really nice thing to have for people that don't necessarily want to pony up for a full membership but still play enough golf and uh, gives them a nice discount. Yeah, you bet. Really nice deal. That uh, pays for itself in no time. It does. Dave, I know you've got, uh, I was reading the other day in the newspaper, you've got a couple of uh, programs for college kids, and then I'm involved in a program over there for, for youth golf. Tell us something about that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all in an effort, guys. As you know, we need more young people to get into the game. And uh, for those of us that are, are in the business, maybe we were the course rats back in our youth and, you know, where we'd get maybe dropped off at the course or bike there and spend the whole day and, and find your way home before dark. And, you know, I'm seeing a, quite a bit of decline in that. And, um, you know, for various reasons, sometimes it's hard for kids to get to courses and things like that. But what a better place for a kid to spend his day than at a golf course. Um, uh, for a lot of reasons, they you stay out of trouble. And it's just, you know, it's a game of a lifetime full of integrity. And, and as a parent, you'd certainly uh, welcome your kid to be in that environment. So, We've been doing a number of little things, um, and again, it takes a few years to catch on, but uh, introducing kids to golf through the uh, local schools in Aiken and Crosby. Uh, I've gone in there the last couple of years, and Chris, with your help this year, thank you, and uh, introduce every kid K-6 through six, uh, in the FIED class uh, in each of those schools to golf. And um, just to get kids aware and maybe excited, if you can excite a few of them to, to get out and play, um, both of our school teams over on this side, Aiken and Crosby, could always, always use more players. And um, in conjunction with the introduction in the schools, we're, we're offering some more summer programs.
programs too. And, and Chris, yours will be one here. And our friends up at Tayuna have another, some more offerings, uh, as do we here. So just trying to get kids inter- introduced uh, and make things available for them to come and, and spend their days here with us and, uh, and again, make it a lifetime sport for them. Boy, when you get kids on the golf team, Dave, I know I was uh, kind of the same way once I played sports all year round, but you get to the golf course in the spring, and it's usually uh, six or eight guys that are trying out for the golf team, and uh, you're playing maybe a nine-hole match against your own buddies, but you know, you're spending two or three or four hours a day with these guys throughout the whole spring playing golf, and you, you just get to know them, whether it's the golf or just uh, you just make good friends playing golf. You get sp- uh, spend so much time together. You do, and I, I got to tell you, I was just, um, my son plays on the Aiken team, and they had their invitational over at Minnesota National last week, and I had the opportunity to walk with uh, my son and uh, Brady Raff and um, a young man from Pequot, and just kind of sitting back in the rough and just watching these guys walking shoulder to shoulder up the fairways, chatting about various things. What other sport do you get to do that in? Uh, none. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's just, it was just a goosebump moment. It really was. And uh, I don't think the kids re- maybe realize how important that is at this stage of their lives, but they will soon. And uh, we want to we want to see more kids have that experience too. So that's why we're using, uh, you know, going through these youth programs to try to develop more of that. And right now, there's some real mentors at that level. I think uh, some of the high school kids are really good players. I just uh, was talking about it on the Loon Morning Show last week. Whatever the turn, the weekend was, I, then there were several different tournaments, but I'll tell you, and your son was one of them, there was probably, I bet, 11 or 12 kids who shot under 80 at the area schools right. on the same on the same day at, yeah. at different golf courses, but I was thinking, man, it's been a long time since we've had 10 kids who could shoot, uh, you know, under under 80 on the, uh, the yeah. same day. Yeah. Impressive. And it was 42 degrees and windy those days too. <laughs> so kudos to those guys. Right? <laughs> They've uh, got some fun things happening at Ziggs, uh, kind of in conjunction. Of course, it's right on the golf course, so it's in conjunction. But uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka is a sponsor of our 19th hole here on Lakes uh, Woods and Irons. And I know uh, Tito's is involved with you guys, and I think that happens on Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night, boy. How do you beat tacos? <laughs> Tito's and trivia, all that. How about that? You can't beat it. Two dollars <laughs> tacos, guys, right? Uh, Two dollars off Tito's mix drinks, and then the trivia uh, started last night. Was the first night, um, and that'll go throughout the summer season here. Uh, so that's going to be a, a, a new addition to Ziggs here on Tuesday nights. That'll be awesome. Got to use um, your noodle, no Google, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you actually got to think for yourself on the trivia contest. I don't know. I do that well with it, but. <laughs> And you're trying something new on Thursday nights as well, Dave. Thursday, well, yeah, in Ziggs, uh, going to keep it with the Ziggs team real quick. Uh, yeah. Thursday night is still the uh, turkey night, turkey dinner night. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, all day Thursday, we're running a, a brand-new golf program here, which we really haven't tried, and that is we call it the Rutgers Open Game and Open League Day, um, meaning you can play any time of the day with anyone you want. It doesn't have to be another league person. It can be a friend, uh, just anyone. And uh, the game portion of it runs all day, and those will be uh, kind of proximity field games, um, whether it's least number of putts, most fairways hit, uh, closest to the pin, things like that. Sure. And then there'll just be another little $5 option for the Open League, uh, which requires handicaps, and that'll be more of a net scoring game. 
Um, and then, hey, right after that, Turkey and I did Zig, so tough to beat that. Yeah, not bad. Make an afternoon and so, evening of it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mac and I might have to come over and play. There you, there you go. You heard it. Chris might play. <laughs> well, he'll come over for the turkey. That'll we'll draw him to the course with a good meal. That's right. And Chris, drag me out too when you get here. <laughs> yeah, both of you. Yeah. Well, one thing good about me going with you is that you can both beat me easily, so that makes it kind of fun. <laughs> oh gosh, and it's just another word on the league, guys. It's it's extremely um, accommodating to everyone. You you don't need a handicap to get in the game portion of it. Um, it's open to men and women. Uh, there's going to be no games that are that favor either gender. Um, kids can play. You know, our staff. Some of our staff are going to play. Um, anyone, absolutely. It's open to absolutely anybody. So uh, that's kind of a neat thing. Dave, great to have the course open, and we're we're all hoping for a little better weather soon. But uh, uh, we're Minnesotans. We throw on a sweater if it's 50 degrees or 45 degrees, and go play this great game. And uh, Glad, uh, glad to uh, get out to Jack's this year and play some golf and uh, enjoy Ziggs and uh, really all the hospitality that Rutgers has to offer. That's great. We look forward to seeing you and everyone out here. Dave, thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Dave. All right. Bye now. Dave Sidlowski out at uh, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, and be sure to put that on your golf calendar. Terrific golf course. We'll be back with more Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ right after this. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. I want to thank our uh, our previous guest, Simon Holt uh, from Connoisseur Golf in St. Andrews and uh, Dave Sedlowski from uh, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge and all the golf activities there. And uh, Chris, another guest with us today, uh, three guests this week, so we feel lucky that way. Yeah. I'll let you handle the introductions. Yeah, I want to introduce Dave Torbenson. Dave is the uh, general manager and PGA professional at Mankato Golf Club and has uh, kind of the the brainchild behind a, a great event we've got going around in the state of Minnesota called Golf Apalooza. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. And t- tell us about Golf Apalooza and tell us about kind of the inspiration for doing this. Yeah, well, Golf Palooza just it spawned from uh, a couple needs um, that I personally saw and so many other golf professionals saw in in golf, and it, everybody can get their head around bringing more kids to golf. But um, what Golf Palooza does is it pulls together a bunch of different golf courses from a region to all come together for that common cause, um, to, to bring more kids to golf. And, and what it's through is through free and, and fun events for kids and families to explore the game. Um, through different stations that we have. We have full shot stations, uh, short game stations there as well, information from all the different golf courses about um, uh, offerings that they have, if it's junior golf, family programs that they're having, um, and also throughout the entire state through the MGA and the Minnesota PGA. And then we have um, uh, junior golf club sale and swap, which um, I think is really fits uh, a niche. I think a lot of people who come into golf now, uh, we're getting junior golfers that can, can start, and generally they have a mom or dad or a grandma or grandpa that already play the game. But it's hard for those who are just starting out to, to play this golf because of the expense that can be about it. And we want to kind of point out through Golf Palooza that not only are there different programs at these different golf courses that can make it more affordable, 
but also to set kids up with clubs that can fit them at a very affordable price as well. We we all know of, uh, Chris, you know this very well, you know, you have the, the, the grandpa comes out to the golf course and he brings his grandson and he hands him a, a stiff flex three iron to try to, uh, to hit <laughs> yeah. some shots yeah. with it. And um, we wonder why, you know, the, the kid, golf can be frustrating enough on its own um, with instruction and playing for many, many years. But if you're a, a 10-year-old, you're swinging a regular or a stiff flex, full-length three iron and things like that. Boy, it makes it so much more difficult. So to get something that fits the kids um, really can make a difference. Yeah, you know, I, I always use the analogy, Dave. It'd be kind of like if if uh, if your son or daughter were going to you know, run track and they were a sprinter and they wore a size 6 shoe and you gave them 13s to to run in. You know, so exactly. they 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 wouldn't have a lot of success running fast with those shoes on their feet, and if they don't have golf clubs that uh, that fit them, they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle with the game. Right, right, and and, and it's great to have as many PGA professionals um, that are going to be, and other influential teachers of the game that'll be at each of the golf palooza stops to to not only to to be there to help the parents and and get them fit correctly, the kids fit. Yeah, absolutely, and and so we've got an event here uh, a week from this Sunday, uh, May nineteenth, and at uh, at Craigens Legacy Courses. It's yeah, and boy, we are we are really excited. Um, before, um, or I'm very excited uh, with Kids Golf Palooza to be at the three different sites. Your your group up there, uh, you have a special group of people and golf courses up there in your area to to support junior golf and. I, I'm, I tell you what, I'm very excited to make that trek up there and, and to see all of you and be part of the event again this year. We we actually kick off with Kids Golf Palooza this Friday at um, North Links, which is in Mankato. Come on up there in just over a week to the to the Brainerd stop by you guys, and then over to to Duluth, which will be their first year of it on uh, June 1st. So really excited about all our different stops, and hope we get some great weather. Yeah, hopefully. So t- tell us kind of about the 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 format of the day and what's going to go on, Dave. Yeah, so um, families, kids, families are encouraged to come in at, at any time. And so, for example, at the Brainerd stop there, we're going to go from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock over at your uh, at your golf school there over at Cragen's. And um, people are encouraged to come any time during that. Come for the entire three hours. Maybe come out at 4 or 5 for an hour, but come and go as you please. But what people are going to see there is a registration there with all that information for everybody the ability to go to all those different stations and have people there to help teach them and then have the golf club sale and swap to peruse um, what's out there to, to get the kids outfitted um, for what will be a great year of uh, junior and family golf in the Brainerd area. Yeah. I'm sure, guys, it's all skill levels So because uh, you're trying to get kids out there. So from the very beginner, I suppose, to a little more experienced? Absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing, Dave, one of the things that I really want to stress is we really need junior clubs for kids. And whether you, you've got kids that have outgrown their clubs or kids that are out of the house and you've got those, those junior sets laying around, we can really use those. And you can either come out and we'll sell them for you or you can donate them. And uh, the donations will go towards towards funding the event. Um, but we really need to get, get those clubs in, in other kids' hands. And, uh, you know, we're really just trying to break down the barriers to entry to golf. You know, we need more access. The kids need to have equipment that's affordable, and uh, they need great instruction, and we're going to combine that all. That's right. I mean, exactly right. I mean, just whatever we can do to, to try to break down any of those barriers in golf are, um, you know, we need to try to do those things. And you know what? I forgot one more part of Golf Palooza, 
and that's the 12 foot golfzilla. That might be the most important part. <laughs> the kids, that is a hit for the kids when they show up uh, to see that at the big giant golfzilla, um, and then a big giant hippopotamus and shark and all these things set up there that really add to the excitement of the day, um, um, the event for those three hours, and uh, it'll be a great time. Yeah, fantastic. What uh, just a couple of the stations, guys, kind of uh, so we know uh, what what the kids might run into when they're there. That's uh, well, golf can be a lot of fun, and obviously you guys are are trying to make that happen. Yeah, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a number of PGA professionals and high school coaches from around the area providing golf instruction, both full swing and short game. As Dave mentioned, we've got the uh, the Godzilla uh, that you can hit balls at. We're gonna have some food and beverage. Uh, the club swap and uh, some some music playing and it should be a, a great day. Kind of fun that first time a uh, a little guy rolls in, maybe you know, maybe makes a six foot putt and it's just celebration time. <laughs> <laughs> first one he ever makes. <laughs> Boy, that's a celebration for all of us, right? That's right, <laughs> right. Six footer, yeah. yeah I can't remember the last time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days are harder than others. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, perfect, Dave. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and I appreciate all your efforts that you've put behind this event around the state. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday and seeing a lot of our listeners out there. Thank you, guys. I uh, really, again, I appreciate you having me out. And uh, like I said, you have a special group of golf courses and people that are a really supporting family in junior golf. And uh, I hope people realize that, and they will come out and uh, attend the event uh, coming up here shortly. Thanks a million, Dave. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. Yeah, now available at Podcast One. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, the Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at the Lake Sports Talk 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.